Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. I'm one of the co-founders of the LSAT Demon and uh, our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. With me today, I have a former LSAT Demon student, Alex Mavrikos. Alex, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Nathan. So we've done a couple of these, uh, and the idea here is to talk about people or talk to people who have successful LSAT Demon stories to share. Um, I guess the, you know, real broad strokes is what was your first practice score and did you do any prep before you came to us and where did you end up uh, finally on your official? So I think my first diagnostic was a, a 154, I believe, um, which, you know, is, is solid for what it is, yeah. um, but, you know, nothing to, nothing to brag about. Um, and so I think I started studying my junior year um, of undergrad. I was kind of following that like traditional K through JD path where I was going to basically be in law school um, the summer or the fall following my graduation. I heard about you guys pretty early into my studying career um, from a, a coworker actually who recommended the podcast. She told me what it was about, what you guys talk about, what you guys cover. Um, and, and I bought in um, pretty, pretty hard at first. Uh, I loved your guys' philosophy on the LSAT, but also just in law school admissions. Um, so I started using you guys, listening to the podcast, signed up for the demon, um, did a lot of studying at first, like mainly drilling, kind of going through like whatever videos you guys had on, on certain topics. And that was primarily what most of my studying consisted of for about, I would say six to eight months. Um, dabbled in a couple of other, with a couple of other programs. Like I did the trainer, I did power score. I preferred your guys' methods um, and your philosophy more. So that was probably where 90% of all my studying came from. I was getting ready to essentially take the test in that summer, um, but I wasn't scoring where I wanted to be at that time. Like where were you? High 150s, low 160s. Um, and and okay. I, I bought in early to your guys' um, philosophy of getting the best score you can going to the best school you can for the least amount of money that you can. And Great. so at that time, my, my goal was a 170, which is a great score. A 170 today isn't, isn't what it was back then, you know, in like 2019, but that was a really good score that would get you a lot of offers at a lot of really good schools. And so that was my goal at that time. And I just had trouble reaching it. Um, looking back, I still don't have a great explanation as to why I kind of plateaued in the high 150s, low 160s, but essentially summer rolled around and I wasn't scoring where I wanted to be. COVID hit at that same time. And so at that point, it, it was it was a good indicator and an easy decision for me to put off my application for another year. I didn't want to begin my, my legal journey, not knowing if I was even going to be in a classroom studying law sure. school. Decided to put it off another year, continue studying, raise my score. I think at that time I was scoring mid 160s, um, high 160s coming, coming the following June um, in 2021 ended up taking the June test 2021 and I got a 157, which was, which was underperforming for me, um, big time, um, combination of factors, one of which was just terrible headaches all throughout the week prior to that. And yeah. just choking on my very first section during the test kind of just, just derailed my efforts, um, for my very first attempt. Well, thankfully law schools only care about your highest score. So you just kind of shake that one off and take it again. Right. And, and I was already signed up, I think, for August at that time. And I said to myself, 
yeah, I had a bad day, but I'm still not scoring consistently where I want to be. It was kind of like a shot in the dark because it was the last flex test. I wanted to, you know, go after it at least once. Um, and so basically I decided, all right, I'm, I'm doing this one more time. I'm going to put it off another year. I'm going to continue to study. I'm going to get at least to 170. Still continued to study with you guys. Transitioned a little bit more to doing sections. Um, I did live for a while as well. Went to a lot of your guys' classes. Um, went to a lot of Matt's classes, Carl's classes, Rebecca's classes. All super helpful. All helped me raise my score for sure. Later on in my studying, as I got closer to this past June, um, I started doing a lot more practice tests. And I did something pretty unique that I, I don't recommend to a lot of people is that I probably did at least 30 to 40 practice tests. Um, at one point I was doing like two to three practice tests a week. Some of them timed, some of them untimed, some of them like time and a half, um, just to really get in that groove of doing practice tests and then also reviewing them and understanding where my mistakes were. Um, that thankfully led me to scoring a, a 178 in this past June. And so wow. now I'm, I'm officially done with the test. <laughs> yeah, I'll say is your that's done with an exclamation point uh wow congratulations alex that's amazing so 154 to 178 and it took you a total of a couple of years huh yeah yeah about two a little over two years i would say wow um were you shocked when you saw the 178 no i mean i i didn't think i had the best day ever i knew at that point given my practice test scores that i would i was going to get a 170 like it, it was i was just too consistent to not at that point I didn't think it was my best day ever though. So I was expecting maybe something in the low one seventies. Um, but I guess that's kind of, that's kind of the uh, mentality people have leaving the test is they usually think they did worse than they actually did. And that's so true. Definitely yeah. affected me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so 154 to 178 over the course of a couple of years, man, you, you did a combination of different levels of demon subscription. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I did. I did basically everything you guys had at at least some point throughout the journey. Like I, I dabbled in everything. It's hard to say what helped me the most because I would tell you it was doing all those practice tests, but at the same time, I may have just been that good at that point, and it was just kind of the natural progression of it. But I felt like that—that's where I saw the most improvement. But I do want to want to add a caveat that I, I would never recommend somebody do that many practice tests. Um, I think for me scoring as highly as I was, I wasn't exerting as much mental energy as somebody that's in the one fifties would, if they were doing that many practice tests. Right. If you're tired after you take a test, or if you have endurance problems during the test, it's simply because you're not good at the test. There's, there's nothing. It, once you get good at it, then it's not taxing. And so sitting there for two hours to do a full test is like really no big deal when you're good at it. But when you're not good at it, then, geez, two hours of LSAT. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, killer. Right. The, the, the test difficulty is the same for everyone. You know, it's like it's like lifting a 20 pound dumbbell. The difficulty is the same. But if you're a, a beginner in the gym versus a bodybuilder, that 20 pound dumbbell is going to feel a lot heavier. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a really good analogy. Mm -hmm. Any tips for success? Um, maybe tips for people who are in the one you said 154 was like a pretty cold diagnostic for you. Yeah. That was about as cold as it could get. Okay. I, I, you know, other, other than like understanding what the three sections were, that was about it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's still a, a pretty cold 
diagnostic. That's that's, by the way, a really good diagnostic score. When when Ben and I see a 150 something on a very first test, we go, oh, this is going to be no problem. Like you got this now, Alex, you know, took two years to grind it out. But look where Alex ended up. So, yeah, we think that 150 anything shows lots of promise and we would expect that you're going to make it at least into the 160s frequently um, higher than that. So any tips for people uh, starting off where you did? Uh, you know, my, my biggest tip that I think applies to everyone is, is just to not settle. Obviously, don't mm. settle on the LSAT. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I personally have never met anyone that I didn't think couldn't at least get into the 160s. Um, and I think way more people than we realize can get into the 170s. So obviously do not settle on the LSAT, but don't, don't settle on this process either. If you're still an undergrad, get the best grades you possibly can. Get the best letters of recommendation you can, write the best personal statement you can, write the best optional essays that you can. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that if you settle now in this process, well, then you're gonna settle in law school. And if you settle in law school, you're going to settle as an attorney. So my best piece of advice is to, and this is one of the things that I bought into, um, is to be the attorney today that you want to be in the future. Behave like them, act like them. Um, that is the best way to approach this because this is the beginning of your legal journey. It's not just, it's not just a, um, you're not just checking a box in this process. This is yeah. the foundation for your legal career. Well put, you know, specifically with, settling on the LSAT, we hear people all the time who they, they, they start at 154 and they're like, well, yeah, so, you know, my goal is 160. I've I just got to get a score in the 160s. And it's like, are you kidding? I, <laughs> why I would be mad if you set a goal of 170, because why not 175? Yeah, I see, I see all types of things like that in my personal life, but also on places like Reddit. Um, and, it, and it just saddens me. You can't, you can't help everybody. You can't change everyone's mentality. But, you know, I, I really bought into your guys' philosophy. And, you know, one of the things you used to do, especially like in reading comprehension is you'd say that when you get a passage, you know, act like you're an attorney at a law firm and somebody just handed you this piece of paper and put it on your desk. And, you know, like it was those things that got me really fired up. Like whenever you said those things, I would stand up a little bit straighter. I would, I would, you know, read much more carefully, much more strictly, much more critically. It was those types of things that I think really kept me going and understanding that what I do now will affect what I do in the future and the opportunities that I have um, as an attorney. Amazing. Where are you applying this fall? Is that the idea? I am. Yeah. I'm applying to about 15, 16 schools, good amount of them in the T14, um, one in my home state, a couple outside the T14, but yeah, I'm, I'm applying broadly and I'm going to hopefully apply early. Cool. That's, that sounds great. I can't wait to hear what your offers are once they came in an idea, what kind of law you might want to practice. Uh, I, I think I'd like to dabble in, in a lot of different areas. I know I want to go into little litigation, um, I'll, I'll probably try to work for a firm my first couple of years outside of law school, just to sort of maximize my, my exit opportunities after that. I would love to go and work for the government at some point. Um, I'd love to go in-house at some point, but I know for sure, without a doubt, that I'd like to do litigation. Wow. How, how did you arrive at that? I, I think the work to me just sounds a little bit more interesting and, and more conducive to kind of who I am as a person. Um, 
I like the team oriented work. I like the fact that you're essentially investigating something, unraveling it, um, and, and really trying to be diligent in your work and figuring out what the issue is and how to best help your client. At the end of the day, I, I want to be the best advocate for my client or whatever area of law I end up going in. That's, that's essentially my ultimate goal. Yeah. You seem like a good fit for it. I was talking to a litigator the other day who described his life as the life of a professional student. I love that. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's just going to attack these issues that he doesn't know anything about, but he knows that he can learn about those issues. And that's his job to be the best advocate he can for his client. He needs to learn the maximum about that issue. And he really sees it as a professional student. So you know, starting that way with your LSAT studies, or even before that, starting that way with your actual undergrad career to be a professional student in your undergrad uh, is a really good first step in a in a lifetime of that. Yeah, I, I want to be the guy that that figures it out. Yeah. The other thing that I think it seems like a good fit litigation for you is that the the way you talk about you know, not wanting to settle and wanting to just sort of like leave it all out there. Like you're going to do all of it. Cause I do know that about litigation too, that it's like when you're, when it's on, it's all the way on. I mean, it's just a all consuming. That's all you're doing with your life is this matter. And then, you know, you might have months off in between matters, but when it's on, you're going to be like all the way fully on yeah that that's what gets me excited and that it's those moments yeah yeah yeah, absolutely amazing uh any final thoughts no i mean that's about it um i'm assuming most people that are listening to this probably listen to the podcast but i highly recommend it um i think the work that you guys do is amazing not only with this test but preparing people for law school and the process um you know you guys have probably about as much of an effect on future attorneys as professors um, and as employers do, I think. <laughs> Believe That's it or very not. Nice. Yeah, no, I think it's true. Very nice of you, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the Thinking LSAT podcast, I think, that Alex is talking about. This, of course, is LSAT Demon Daily. Uh, email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.